The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. So the first step is to trust logic, is to understand it has meaning, that it has warmth and love. The second step is to get to your core value, know what drives you on an emotional level, figure that out. The third step is to go to that what drives you, whether it's comfort or fitting in or whatever, and turn that positive into negative. Some people push away their core drive. People that are very validation-seeking, when they go to their core, they find themselves weak and worthless. So these people have a much easier time to click because you go to the core, it's already negative. You basically try to push it away. And then you automatically hold on to logic. Like step three, putting it negative, what you currently have will automatically make you hug logic. And then step four is to understand that the faith in logic is directly connected to the understanding in logic. And by doing logical stuff, you feed and strengthen your faith in logic. And you have to understand the weaker your faith, the more vulnerable you are. So you have to be aware that the anxiety you experience and stuff is normal, it's logical. And then, therefore, you will know you will still feel safe. You just need to give yourself time and structure the logic. You have to, you know, walk the path, in a sense, in order to strengthen it. And don't tackle too big emotional issues immediately. Give it a bit of time. And the more you will feed yourself with logic, the more you will be able to handle everything. That is what you have to do. I want to talk about something extremely important. And this is for everybody that has made the click, by the way. It's extremely important to realize that even though this turns all your problems to either solvable or unsolvable, if they're unsolvable, you neglect it. If they're solvable, you fix them. It doesn't mean that you suddenly know everything. The click makes you feel euphoric at first. And then while it fades away, you want to understand everything logically. If you don't understand your problems logically, whether it's your remnants or whether it's certain ideas, you will experience a lot of dissonance and you might even experience anxiety and fear. I would really love for people that experience it to understand that they can get to the subreddit on making sense to ask these questions. If you experience something, it's because there is a certain emotion you don't understand and you have to figure it out. And the moment you figure it out, the dissonance goes away. But as long as it is not sorted out, you will keep experiencing anxiety and fear and it can really get very, very bad. It's because some people might make the click and think everything is solved and then really feel like so much anxiety. It's important to understand that you need guidance. You need logical answers or understand certain emotions. Else, you're going to have a bad day. We are actually working on a platform that allows people to help other people and to have some kind of guidance system because else people that make the click might really fall into a strong hole because they don't have answers to certain questions. But it's important to know the moment you have a logical answer, it goes away. And if you feel like you don't, you can go to the Making Sense subreddit to ask these questions. Like, it's really, really important. Also, what I want to say is you will have placebo clickers. What is placebo clickers? It's people that click because of the hysteria, because they want to fit in. They want to be part of it. They want the validation. And then they will feel the same symptoms, but they won't really feel that need to be logical or whatever. And then after the euphoria fades away... They're back to their old core value and they feel extremely bad. 
This might be a dumb question, but why does logic give you so much of a great feeling and a dramatic change perception overnight? Why doesn't any other core value provide that? Because logic is in line with your rational part of the brain. You have a more rational part of the brain and a more emotional one, right? For all our human existence, there was duality. There was the rational part that wanted one thing and the emotional part that wanted another thing, right? And what it was, was the emotional part uses the rational part to get what it wants. But what you now found is the rational part figured out how the emotional part works and knows how to go to the core and change that what the emotional part wants is what the rational part wants. And then suddenly you experience unity. You fall in place immediately and it experiences a catharsis because you feel set free. Your duality is gone. Of course, you still have the remnants of your past. So you have to use logic, your rationality, to understand where the flaws are and strengthen your faith in logic. It's a little bit comparable to religion, but logic is the true God. We actually found our true creator. Our true creator is logic. It's not God. Well, our God is logic. So that's what happens. Believing in God used to make a lot of sense back then. When you look at lightning, you said this must be a godly creature. Now, with our understanding in evolutionary biology, in neuroscience, and in quantum mechanics, it allows us to actually go like, okay, it is logic. There is something I rarely talk about, and I will just quickly mention it. It's like dissonance I experienced in my life because I made the click. Well, I didn't make the click. I just never had another core value. It was always logic. But as a result, like since I was very smart when I was a kid, I understood and I explained everything with logic. And my faith in logic just grew and grew and grew and grew for 26 years. And basically during my way, I had a few obstacles where something caused so much dissonance because I didn't understand it. The first one was, why am I a good person when I'm inherently selfish anyway and I just do it to feel good? That was my first very big logical dissonance. It took me years to figure it out. But the way I make peace is if I become an asshole because I think that I'm inherently selfish and I'm wrong, then later when I figure out that I was wrong, like what am I about to lose? I can just stay a good person. It's logical to give myself wibble room that I might be flawed. And afterwards, it didn't go at the cost of anyone. So I kept being good and nice, even though I didn't know an answer to inherently selfish. It's only when I started understanding neuroscience and that the self is fundamentally selfless that I understand that taking care of others and taking care of yourself is one and the same thing. And that was a very big relief. I experienced a lot of dissonance and I remember talking about in the stream, but nobody cares. It's like, why would you even care? It's because I was thinking logically. Another one of existential logical dissonance I experienced is like, why do we exist? Because... I understand the Big Bang and all that, but even why the Big Bang? It's illogical that you have nothing and then something, right? And I was thinking like, okay, you can say like something broad about that, but what brought that about? What brought that about? So the only two settings that I could find logical was in one end, everything exists. And in the other end, nothing exists. One of the two. So everything, anything chaos exists, any kind of combination exists or nothing exists. And I said, like, but if everything is just pure chaos, why do we experience these patterns? And by understanding quantum mechanics and getting into, you know, double system experiment and stuff, I started thinking more and more towards the edge of information, that everything is information. And basically, when you have information, and that is the beauty, like, and I'm just explaining so you guys understand why we exist. If you have infinite chaos, you can compare it with zeros and ones, like infinite chaos of zeros and ones. Basically, one is 50% present in the entire string of infinity zero as well 
The combination of 1, 0 is 25%. The combination of 1, 1 is 25%. The combination of 0, 1 is 25%. So basically, the longer your information package, the less frequent it is in the string of infinite chaos. So you might wonder like, okay, then why do we still exist? Or why do we experience all these logical patterns? Because just like a file, like let's say you save a file, right? A black screen, you save it. You can save it in BMP, which is like a megabyte, or you can save it in JPEG. So depending on the compression algorithm, it will be either a bigger or a smaller file. And since the smaller files will be more frequent within the affinity, we automatically express ourselves in our most compressed way. And therefore, the compression algorithms required for us to exist are the ones we experience like gravity and everything. So I believe everything are entropic forces. When I came up with that conclusion, I did some read up and I saw this professor that was looking into entropic force of gravity and had his own theories, even though I didn't know that because like right now, scientific community doesn't think everything is entropic force. But what I'm saying right now is not only will we change with the scientific revolution, the way we are doing mathematics, but I do think that what I'm saying now might be on the foundation of a theory of everything. And I wanted to study it. I wanted to figure out the universe and get into math and figure it all out. And I have a theory of everything. And I did some tries out, like even with the theory of everything, I didn't really, it was just some ideas that I put on to make people think critically. But I was like, it's either that I figure out the universe or I start a psychological revolution. I've always thought that. Because the psychological revolution will achieve everything much easier. So that's why I initiated the psychological revolution. But I can tell you right now that a theory of everything will be built on what I just said, probably. I could figure out the universe as well. Because you think fundamentally different when logic is your core value. So when I say I'm the truly the most intelligent person on the planet, I could literally figure out the universe as well. But it would have taken me to get into math. It would have been another direction in life. But I was like, a psychological revolution has more impact than a theory of everything. So that's why I went for psychological revolution. But what I said about the information package, the people that are logical and do math will understand that, will hear that, and will go like, of course. And there will be a theory of everything, I think, in the next five years. We will understand everything. We will understand nature, everything. And it will probably be built on this idea. Because math is different when you think about it in information. And that's why 1 plus 1 is not equal to. 1 plus 1 is equal to in the real world, but from an information perspective, 2 is more than 1 plus 1. The sum is more than the parts. It's like you can't say a file that is twice the size is the same as two smaller files. You can't say that. You can't think like that. And that's why the way we do math and the way we approach the universe has to be from an information point of view. And this will revolutionize science as well. And I'm just explaining it to you guys right now. And you guys go like, yeah, but I'm not. I've never talked about it really. Because nobody cares about these things because you guys don't understand how deep it goes. Even time and space is all information. It's just an answer for people that have anxiety and say, why do you have something out of nothing? This is the answer. And why do we experience patterns? Because of the compression algorithm. We are naturally the most compressed version. And if you look at consciousness from a quantum perspective where you have every moment you're a different entity, you could say that every single moment is a different file and that file contains everything in the past. And as a result, you experience an arrow of time. But in reality, everything just happens simultaneously in the now. There is no time or space. You guys say talking out of your ass, this VOD will be online. And in five to 10 years, you guys will look back to it. And you guys say, this guy, this motherfucker knew it back in the days. He already knew it.
And this also brings the many worlds interpretation, because since every single combination exists, every single information pattern exists, the difference between this moment and the next moment is only defined by the subjective reference frame, which is me. So I define the chances of what my next version of myself will be. But it can be infinite amount of different versions. So every decision you can make, you actually make. Everyone. But you only experience the one you are. And our sense of navigation throughout time and space is just one specific tree. And that's why you have things like quantum immortality or quantum suicide that you cannot die. Basically, everyone is immortal relative to themselves. Like, okay, Athene, okay, 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 okay. You're saying, you're babbling. I want to know what created logic, right? Come on, bring it to me. There is two scenarios that are logical. The one is that there is nothing. And the other one is that there is infinite chaos, that everything exists. Obviously, we don't live in the one where there is nothing. And obviously, we also don't live in the one where there is infinite chaos because you have all this order. Now you've got to start wondering, if you can explain how order can emerge from chaos and this specific order, then you have your answer. I studied a lot of quantum mechanics and physics to understand this question. And the deeper I went into quantum mechanics, the deeper I saw that the way I looked at the world was just flawed. I look at an object and I go like, this exists, right? It's solid. But the more I understood the nature of reality and understood that this consists of like trillions and trillions and trillions of small little particles that pop in and out of existence, this is merely a concept of my mind. You're seeing a bottle, you identify with a bottle, but it's more like an emotional trick of the brain and that's it. In reality, this is merely things that pop in and out of existence all the time. This is mere information. And you might wonder like, okay, I can understand that. I mean, if I play World of Warcraft, that's also merely information. But how do you explain this consistent reality if you just have information? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, I can accept that everything is information, but that still doesn't explain how we have this perfect order because this information would be ultimate chaos, right? How do we have order out of chaos? That doesn't make any sense. People that are a little bit more into, you know, math and stuff and more in chaos theory will already know that this is incorrect because you can have order out of chaos. But for the people that don't get it, I would make it very simple. You have to be able to visualize it and conceptualize it and simplify it. And that's what I'm going to be doing here now. Infinite chaos could be represented with ones and zeros. Infinite ones and zeros in complete chaos. They mean nothing, just ones and zeros everywhere. So how would you, from that, come into what we experience now as a consistent life pattern? How do you get that out of this infinite ones and zeros? And there's a few things you have to understand. First of all, the following. Even if there is infinite amount of ones and zeros, you can say there is 50% ones and 50% zeros. There is 25% 1-0 combination or 1-1 combination or 0-1 combination or 0-0 combination. So basically, as the information package gets bigger, the amount and frequency of it coming in relative to others becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. Therefore, if you express yourself, you will automatically be the most compressed version from an information perspective. You might wonder, okay... This is a bit weird. What do you mean? If you look at a black screen and you save it, when you go to the settings, you can save it as a BMP. A BMP is a much larger file than a JPEG, even though when you show the image on the screen, it's both a black screen. In both states, even though one contains more data, the representation on the screen is the same. And if this screen would be our consciousness, we would automatically be the most compact information that expresses itself because it's more likely. That sounds really logical. 
So now you might still wonder like, okay, I understand that, but what about time and space? When you go to quantum mechanics, you start seeing that time and space does not fully apply. There's particles going back and forth all the time, and you have quantum entanglement, where one particle can switch instantly while the other one switch, as if there is no space in between. Time and space are just merely our interpretation of reality. I understand that I'm the most compressed version. I understand that. I understand that time and space are merely a result of this compressed information. Okay, just like in World of Warcraft, when you go and you look at the space with a VR headset, the space that you experience in WoW is just digital, right? But this understanding has drastic consequences. The first one is, if everything is information, you can't say 1 plus 1 equals 2 anymore. The way we go about things is based on how we understand the real world. We say 1 plus 1 is 2. But of course, if on a fundamental level everything is information, you can't just say you add two movie files together and then therefore you have another movie file. You can't do that. You literally cannot do that. You can't say, if I cut the movie file of the Matrix in two, I have two movie files. And if I add them back together, we have the movie of the Matrix. You can do that digitally, but conceptually you can't. And that's the thing. We have to start thinking conceptually different. Because right now, we say 1 plus 1 equals 2, but we don't understand that 2 is more than the sum of the parts on a mathematical level. And if you think in information, that's immediately what emerges. The sum is more than just adding the parts. So that's the first consequence that you have. A second one is, you can't anymore say that 1 with a billion zeros is bigger than 5. You can't say that. Or like, is bigger than 1 million 345,000, blah, 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 blah. Because one with a trillion zeros can be algorithmically written in a much smaller file. So if you start thinking in information, it's not so much about how big or how big the size is, but it's how much is the complexity of what you try to define. And then you start thinking in entropy rather than just math in our conventional way, which is a complete different way of thinking. The funny thing is, like, it has another consequence. Every force we experience is truly an entropic force. And you might say, what is this entropic force? It's the compression algorithm. Because if you are constantly, naturally, the most compressed version, because it's more frequent within infinity, then obviously it will bring about compression algorithms that require that. And that's literally all the patterns we experience. The reason why logic exists is because logic is the compression algorithms that allow us to exist in our most compressed form. It is what makes it more likely for us to exist within infinite chaos. That is what logic is. If you truly want to understand what logic is, it's what differentiates us from infinite chaos. It's what allows us to emerge. And you might still say like, okay, so what are you saying? You're just information. How does that work? Every moment that you experience takes place in the now. You could still argue maybe there's a timeline, but lay. You can say like, why do I still experience time then when everything takes place in the now? How does that work? Because a file that expresses itself, that has the previous events within it, will experience the past as the past and the future as a known. So our experience of the past is merely an illusion within the now. And then you might say like, yeah, but if that is accurate what you're saying, then there is infinite versions of you. And then I would say like, first of all, there is no such a thing as you. You is just a construct of identity. Secondly, there is an infinite version. And that's what's called the many world theory you guys look it up every single decision you have made has happened so instead of starting to think in time and space you just start thinking in information packages that expresses itself and you're either part of the information or you're not and as every single moment progresses it becomes more common or less common and that's it but the odds are defined by the reference frame 
by you emerging. Because the next one in infinite chaos that requires me to exist requires specific mathematical patterns in order to create this illusion of time and space, this illusion of consistency. And if you put that in even a bigger context like the equation of the universe, then suddenly it all makes sense. And I know what I'm saying here is very hard for people to grasp, but I'm telling you right now, this is going to be online, you know, what I'm saying. And they will build a theory of everything based on this because it's falsifiable. Do you understand that? And whenever I went to scientists, they said, this is philosophy. I said, no, because it's falsifiable. You can prove whether this is true or not. But they didn't listen. They didn't listen because of ego and identity, because of their core value. I already could have figured out the universe. We could have already figured it out if people would just listen. But people don't listen. People don't care about logic at all. And this is just me, by the way, coming up with this shit. I didn't submit myself to math or to physics or to quantum physics. I'm just, you know, a creational user thinking about it from my perspective. I'm telling you right now, we will come up with new math that will explain everything based on what I just said. Because I didn't just take even math for granted. Even logic, I questioned it. I questioned logic itself. And it's by finding the answer why logic even exists that I had absolute faith in it. I never gave up. I always wanted to understand. Logic emerges naturally from infinite chaos. And you just start thinking differently. Recycled Pinko, I'm going to be honest to you. You have come a long way. And Real Talk has helped you tremendously. You said that many times in the chat. You know I'm an intelligent guy. And you know that my ability to help you has been defined by logic. Of course, being skeptical is good. But at the same time, it's also important to be truly skeptical. Which means don't attach your own emotional flaws to it. Try to think really logical. What is the odds that all of this is one big fad? When people from all different areas are speaking as if this is really going to change their life instantaneously. That people just leave their job and leave their habits and stop playing games from one day to another. You have never seen something like that in your life. I've been doing Real Talk for two years and this kind of behavior has never happened. I just don't know. I've never seen it. Change is very difficult. You should know that. Everybody should know that is watching. That people can go through such a big change by following these four steps. If you're just a scientific person, at least, even if this is all a fad, it's a fucking crazy, interesting psychological phenomena that is happening right now. Very, very crazy. Everybody that made the click said, yeah, this is going to change the world. It's good to be skeptical, but it's even better to be healthily skeptical, which means looking at the facts, all of them. Maker Lol says, Atin, how do you define logic? Isn't logic different for everybody as there is no such thing as objectivity? You make a misconnection. And the disconnect is as follows. Obviously, everything requires a subjective reference frame. That's a giveaway. Everything. But it's not because everything requires a subjective reference frame, which is someone like you that experiences it, that therefore, through your experience, you cannot start seeing and understanding what defines you or what more likely defines you. And that is where logic comes into play. When you start understanding yourself and you start seeing mathematical patterns emerge and allowing you to predict things, allowing you to understand yourself, and you see it everywhere, then you start realizing like, wait, these mathematical patterns are literally what has been the result and the reason for my existence. And that is logic. It's basically the patterns that bring about everything we experience. And you can watch fractals. It's a documentary. It's a boring one. It's not well made. But it basically shows how everything 
is defined by math, like even mountains and waves, cell phone waves and stuff. And when you ask this question, it's mainly a lack of understanding. It's not so much like a rhetorical argument. It's more like a lack of understanding. It's because along the way, you make a wrong connection and you start using it to justify your emotional state. But if you understand that everything that you do is driven from your core emotional drive, then suddenly, instead of using your reason to fulfill that, because that's what you do, you're literally constantly using your reason to fulfill your core value, what you desire the most. If what you desire the most is logic, then at that moment, your rational part of the brain, the emotional part of the brain just merges. And when you have these questions, it's not so much real doubt you have. It's just your emotional core that is protesting. And that's so fascinating to see everybody here, everyone that is rejecting logic. It's not you, your rational part that is rejecting it. It's your core. It's your emotional core that is yelling and saying, please, no, you're not reasonable at all. And that's why I'm saying like when people come like saying like, oh, this guy gave criticism to you and this and that. I understand that their true motivation is not reason. Their true motivation is emotional. Their true motivation is their flawed core emotional drive. And that's it. And they use their reason as a slave to fulfill that. And it's that simple. And that is for all of you guys. Everyone that hasn't made the click and is trying to think. You guys are not trying to think. You're using your core value. And that drives you to think in a certain way. And that's it. And that's why I don't even have the urge to debate or convince because their agenda is different. Their agenda is emotional. Their agenda is not rational. But if what you emotionally desire is rational, then suddenly things change. But if what you desire is, is identity or what you desire is comfort or what you desire is fitting in, then your entire rhetoric will be based and fueled by that. And that's why you cannot see. That's why you are blind. And if you truly understand that, that that's how you work and that's how society works. And you want to change that, that's then a first step to start trusting logic and working and trying to understand it and look into it. And obviously, the more intelligent people will click first, like this guy, like Albert clicked quite quickly, and he just changed. So obviously, that's going to happen with more intelligent people. But all the other people, the biggest plebs will click the latest, because they just follow. If your core value is just comfort or fitting in, you just want to fit in. That's it. The only reason why you talk smack is because other people talk smack. You just follow your icon. That's it. You're so simple. So obviously, it's going to take a longer time for you to click. So depending on your intelligence, you will easily have an easier time or harder time. Lewis Mang says, wouldn't you say people are following you? No, that's the thing. The reason why you say that is because that's how you think on a core level. But if on a core level, you start valuing logic, then you don't follow me. You can't follow me. I'm not logic. I'm just a guy that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you will start listening a lot more to the podcast and understand it much better, but you won't follow me. You will start thinking for yourself. But the reason why you think in follower and leader is because you are thinking like that, because you are like that. But once you click, you see the world differently. You change. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.